Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. I do people things. Sometimes I cook. Uh, I'm Chris. I get a flash when I have you on my wing. I'm Connor. I record this entire podcast in a reclined position. I'm Shauna, and here's an unknown fact about me. Oh, uh, I'm uh, I'm Tepper, and there's... Yeah, here I am. <laughs> Rock him like a hurricane. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. This week, we'll be watching Thumbelina, directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman, released in 1994. Angelina Bell was the live-action reference model for Thumbelina, as well as for Goldie in Rockadoodle, which we've already seen. Huh. Uh, And since we had two directors, we have two people bringing the movie. Chris and Connor brought this movie to us. Why? (laughs) uh fucking it's a good fucking movie (laughs) this is a vhs that was played an awful lot me and my sister could agree on watching this movie and we watched it quite a bit i don't think we watched it a ton in my household but like i definitely do still distinctly remember watching it very distinctly remember watching Mm it um As is the trend with the movies that I bring up, Um, this also has uh, some sexual stuff going on for me. But I only realized that in retrospect, looking back on the movie, it wasn't like the um, uh, like stark realization of bisexuality that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 uh, sent me through. (laughs) Uh, I have the same problem with this movie where I (laughs) it it awoke sexual things in me that I realized retrospectively. (laughs) <laughs> i think once we finish this we're gonna be like oh like oh the internet owes an awful lot to this movie <laughs> fucking degenerates has anyone else been retroactively awoken sexually by this movie <laughs> i've never seen this movie so no neither have i let's bring you on a sex adventure guys <laughs> Disgusting. Chris, you said this would make up for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 a very like it's it's a it's a children's um, animated film. Like it's yeah, not. Uh, it's much more sexual than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's it's, it's actually not, not. It's not super overtly sexual. We're just weird kids. Yeah. It's um. So th- like it's this isn't a spoiler or anything. It's based on a fairy tale. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a Hans Christian Andersen. It is a Hans Christian Andersen. Oh fuck. Um. So you know, like it's 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 got a bunch of uh, fucked up stuff in it, but not any more or less than any other um, fairy tale that is has been told to children for hundreds of years. Yep. Fairy tales, everyone. Oh, fairy. You know, a safe way of experiencing extreme trauma. Hmm. And retroactively sexualization. <laughs> we just accept who we are. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, for, for the listeners, Tepper's recently decided that he's a bigot, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> just like, is uh, like real sex negative all of a sudden, so. <laughs> Find him on Twitter and flame him. I don't have a Twitter account. <laughs> Good luck. Someone start a official Tepper DLZ Twitter account, and I will flame it. <laughs> I'll flame myself as well. I'll make like my own account. All right. Uh, we are now showing Tepper the poster for this movie. Oh, I forgot this was a part of this podcast. <laughs> Tepper. I remembered to get you this movie poster and forgot that we had to do this. <laughs> Tepper, what do you think this movie is about? And as uh, always, describe the poster. Yes. Okay, so at the top of the poster are several different animated characters of varying shapes and sizes. 
and then going down goes the director of an American Tale, brings you the oh god, it's a musical. Fuck. <laughs> Damn, no. it was on the poster. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck this. Uh-uh. Oh, we should have put redacted over that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you all. Uh, magical Adventure, a Don, yeah, a Don Bluth film, uh, Hans Christian Andersen's uh, Thumbelina, Follow Your Heart and Nothing is Impossible, uh, and then, like, at the bottom, there's a book with a um, candlestick on it, like, in a candlestick holder, and there's a... Um, a woman with like long kind of blonde hair and a blue dress and then a uh, hot prince with like fairy wings and a fencing sword. Sexualizing the characters already. <laughs> Good work. You're getting in the spirit. <laughs> guys are an infection. Uh, Looking at that frog in the top right, I can see why you guys had a sexual realization. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, not yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's the there's the poster. What do you think it's about? Uh, probably well, like love story between the uh, woman in the blue dress and the fairy. Um, supporting cast, villains, things happen. They nearly don't get together. Then they realize their feelings and they get together. Power of love wins overall. You know, that kind of shit. Though, that seems very un-Hans Christian Andersen, but I suppose they change it for a mass audience. I feel like most of his stories you can't really put... I don't know. From what I, from what I know of Han, Hans Christian Andersen, he's, uh, he leans on the darker side of fairy tales. I think, like, when he was writing those, life just leaned on the darker side. <laughs> And he was just being accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, that definitely, there is an aspect like, of that as well. I haven't read any Hans Christian Andersen um, stories, but I've, I've read a bunch of Grimm's fairy tales, and those are, like, equally. Um, and also, super, uh, like, you know what never gets turned into a Disney movie? Like, all the ones about Jews. <laughs> Uh, like all the ones about a Jew getting their comeuppance. It's weird <laughs> that Disney never made a movie about that. <laughs> well, well, the thing about like the Grimm's fairy tales as well is that like those are a censored version of fairy tales already. Like those are a toned oh, down. Yeah, those are like toned down versions of the originals. And I'm uh, sure the originals. Some of are... Those are. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, because. Was it Hans Christian Andersen who wrote the original Little Mermaid? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know at the end of that she dies. She turns into a cloud and yeah. dies. Oh, she like she turns into sea foam. I think it was because oh, okay. she she fails to uh, she fails to get the prince's kiss and yeah it turns into sea foam and dies. Um, Dark. And like I'm trying to remember because I only like read a bit about it, but it was like. Even, like, her transformation was, like, agonizing and just, yeah, there's, like, it wasn't, like, you know, nice. Yeah, Hans Christian Andersen, everyone. Um, uh, yeah, so, it's, it's fairy tale animated stuff. Um, on one hand, I want to like it, or, like, I hope it will be good. On the other hand, both of you brought it, therefore, out of principle, I need to hate it. Um, so we'll see what wins out. All right. See you after the film. <laughs> Hiya, toots. Beetle's my name and Razzmatazz is my game. How do you do? How you feeling? Everything okay? And we're back. So what did everyone think? Oh, fucking masterpiece. I love this movie. I love every movie that I love. <laughs> <laughs> um bold stance <laughs> it's a lot more of a disjointed movie than i remember it being but that's fine thumbelina <laughs> it's yeah. just seven different stories in one story 
all tied together yeah. by the exact same theme of kidnapping. kidnapping. Yeah, it's um, no, it's, anything is possible if you follow your heart. Seven people's heart said kidnap Thumbelina. <laughs> it was proven very possible. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't really like this movie. Of course you didn't. You don't like anything good. I kind of agree. It wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a great movie. Thank I just kind of like the yeah. movie. Uh, it's um, <sighs> the the biggest problem with it is as a couple of you have already pointed out, but it's very similar to the reason why I did not like bed knobs and broomsticks at all is the plot feels fucking all over the place. Like there's no see, I don't, natural I don't progression for it. I found like, um, I, my mind is blown that, uh, like this is a, a way better movie than Rockadoodle. Like Rockadoodle sucks. <laughs> Rockadoodle has a through plot, but otherwise I do I this... agree. Also, Bedknobs and Broomsticks has a perfectly fine through plot. I, I don't like it. Um, but I, we're not <laughs> we're not going to argue about Bedknobs and Broomsticks again. Fuck that movie. Welcome uh, back to the Bedknobs <laughs> and Broomsticks cast. Yeah, where we argue about it again. It's a bad movie. It has a plot that is just feels so disconnected. I don't like it. Um, the th- the third thing you said is correct. The <laughs> other two are false. Thumbelina was one of those movies I looked at in the list and went, Tepper's not going to like this movie. I I want to like this movie, but it just... I, I didn't like the plot at all. I didn't like how the plot tried to... Like, I didn't like... It just felt so disjointed... It's just a thirsty um, girl getting kidnapped seven times. Yeah, and, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just... I was bored watching this movie. Like, You're I bored ju- all the time, apparently. <laughs> I am not. I... Yeah, not, not when watching anime. <laughs> I like to think that I'm actually, like, a pretty easily impressed person by, like, media. Like, I'm not overly critical. Um... You guys just keep showing me really bad movies. <laughs> They're just too American. No. Why couldn't they be made by Japanese people? That's not the problem. I think this was actually made in Scotland. It's by it's by Don Bluth Ireland Productions. That, oh, much, sorry. that much I saw. My bad. Uh, sorry. Or sorry, Ireland Limited. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was some kind of tax break for uh, making films in Ireland, so Don Bluth had the amazing idea of moving his entire... Apparently it was miserable to work there. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Uh, yeah, like, I just... Um, I don't know, there's there nothing about this movie that, like, grabbed me, really. Um, the last, like, quarter of the movie was pretty good. Yeah. Um, that was probably my my favorite bit in the whole movie. Uh, other than that, though, I was just... I like her adventure in Beetletown. Yeah. Yeah, Be- Beetletown was good. Yeah. Beetletown and Moletown. The the song Each... in Beetletown was really good. Yeah. Each kidnapping gets better. Like, we get a better... Kid... <laughs> the, the, the racist kidnapping at the start, worst, easily the worst kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, now, that is the second kidnapping. The first kidnapping is done by, the, by Cornelius. Correct. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, so... But they just had sky sex, like... Yeah. When the Hispanic uh, toad ninjas kidnap you. Yeah, uh... This is, this is a real backwards, like, plot synopsis <laughs> we're giving. We'll, we'll do a better one later, listeners. <laughs> Probably won't. We're jumping all over Okay, well, <laughs> high-level world building. There are no men, so... People rely on witches, to, good witches, to give them children. Yes. Well, actually, actually, I, I never noticed this before, but the way this movie starts is an obnoxious bird, known as Giacomo, says, Once upon a time in Paris, I've read three books. One of them I wrote, let's talk about that story, does not take place in Paris, takes place in a forest somewhere. Like, the, yes. the start of uh, this, like, loving shot of, like, look, oh, beautifully animated Paris. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, immediately we go to a forest yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah, so, yeah, so important note, J- 
Giacomo is a self-insert fanfic writer. Oh, he's who is so good. He's obsessed he's a... with with uh, tragic romances and kidnapping. Apparently, yeah, it's um, I God, this movie. Uh, so he he writes a world where there are no human males, so <laughs> only good witches can can bestow uh, children upon people. Good witches are regular sized ladies with wings. So yes, okay. So so here's here's a question I have for Pi and Chris. What okay. about this movie do you like? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. Let's finish our let's finish our We're very doing important. No, no, no. Important no, no. Important this is building right now. Critically fucking important. What about this movie do you like? Cuz I I don't see it. We'll get to that. The answer is sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> retroactive sexu- sexual awakening. No, it's uh, retroactive awareness of sexual awakening. Right, sorry, my mistake. Uh, yes, so no men, good witches, uh, animals wear hats and can sing, except for dogs, and it's possible only tiny people can hear it. Um, bees are similarly subjugated in the insect kingdom. So are butterflies. There was like one, one of the jitterbugs was vaguely a butterfly, I think. No, that was a jitterbug. But but it had butterfly wings it was a jitterbug with butterfly wings <laughs> um oh right uh probably one of the more important details uh i guess well like humans are born full fully grown at varying sizes yeah at 16 yes at 16 years of age uh the seasons last a single day this movie <laughs> takes place over the course of four days I I think it means to take place over the course of a year, but it really makes you think it doesn't. It's impossible for her to have. She she only was ever concerned enough to have, to have only been gone four days. So I think I think from the time that she meets Cornelius to the time that Charo shows up and kidnaps her, um, that's one day. Yes, and, and then so because oh, but that's the thing. That is the first day of autumn because the oh. fairies are spreading fall. The next day, winter is almost here. The first day of fall, winter is almost here. The, the literal next day, winter is here. Maybe it took Cornelius three day, three months to get back from her house to uh, the. Or maybe just court. like the whole interaction with her and Cornelius was Cornelius was supposed to take place over a few months and just was visually packed into an evening. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, it does, like, there is no logical way for it to have taken more okay. than a day for any Years are four days long. Yep, exactly. right, I'm on board with you. Years are, <laughs> years are four days long. She was three days in this movie. She, she, at age of one day, questions the existence of men and, and penises, and if they happen to come in her size. Her mother says, yeah, she thinks she saw a fairy once. She wishes fairies were real immediate never-ending kidnapping (laughs) yeah like she leaves the house once it just gets put through this horrifying gauntlet of events (laughs) she gets she gets kidnapped from her open window and proceeds like she doesn't even choose to leave Uh, like what i mean is is that she goes outside interacts with the world once yeah the first time she goes beyond her farmstead yeah everyone wants a piece of that (laughs) That voice, Maybe there's a, a lack of, like, tiny women as well. I mean... And that's why everyone's so fucking all over her. There I are mean, I, there are no normal-sized men, and there are no tiny-sized women. Just yeah. to talk about, like, Hans Christian Anderson right now, I think this is a pretty good story <laughs> to tell, like, medieval uh, young girls. Like, yeah, what is life? Oh, basically, like, men are going to, um, like, kidnap you and, like, exploit you. The end. Yeah. Uh, and like the allegories for men are like creepy insects, um, uh, racist toads, racist toads and beetles. So, oh man, the beetles. So <laughs> one of the names for the beetles, which uh, uh, we usually call like doodle bugs, is cockchafer. <laughs> <laughs> Those are cockchafer beetles. Very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't forget the 
Hannibal Lecter creepy mole. Oh, yeah. And his uh, misery field mouse friend. <laughs> They're life partners. I really like John's thing about their relationship. <laughs> yeah, she brings him innocent girls and she gets to watch. <laughs> It's literally what she wants to do. She's very content with it. So, yeah. So basically, um, you got your Thumbelina. She meets Cornelius. He's the prince of the fairies. They decide to go have sky sex. It's a, um, what's the song from Aladdin they, that this basically they, is? A whole new world. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. They do a duet together. Yeah. It's that. It's a metaphor for the fact that they boned real hard. That's how musicals work. <laughs> for three months. <laughs> what, for a whole for season, day. which is a day, yeah, a whole season. <laughs> um, he promises he's gonna come back after he like gets the fairy court's approval or something. He goes off to the fairy um, corner store to get fairy cigarettes instead. Yep. But during their song, they saw some toads. Uh, Thumbelina gets kidnapped by Mom Toad, uh, and Ninja that is Mom the f- Toad. Yes, that is the first of f- four. It's the second kidnapping. Cornelius is the first kidnapping. The first one's a consensual kidnapping. It's where she establishes her kidnapping fetish. Yes. And, like, you know, these other ones are just out of left field. She has a couple consensual kidnappings. Two by Giacomo. Uh, Yeah, so so our our second kidnapping is by the Toads. Um, Yeah, the Toads are fine. And I can see no problem with them or why anyone would have any sort of issue <laughs> with the toads or how they're characterized. Very yeah. racially sensitive. <laughs> Just be nice to my sons, Gringo and... Uh... Grendel? I don't remember the first one's name, but the third one's name is just like big. So what is that word? Uh, grande. I'm pretty sure his name is just Grande, the, the main toad. Oh. Because he's big. I think his name's Grundle. Uh, let's ask IMDb. Okay. Uh, yes. So Grundle does appear to be one. Gringo is one of the sons, though. Yep. And I don't know what the first one's name is, because they're the least important of the three. It must be Mozo. There's, like, some very, um... Yeah, it's just uncomfortable Spanish stereotypes. And, um, they're also r- really all over the place. Like, they yeah. want to get... They want to get some Mexico in there, too. They don't know what they're doing with this. It's the first kidnapping. It's the worst. It's probably the worst song in the movie. Yeah, yeah probably. They, the swamp animals just, like, throwing coins, though, that shrink down to the size <laughs> yeah. that Thumbelina could pick up. I, that was so confusing. Yeah, the coins were not animated well. They did shrink while being thrown. Well, they were also Thumbelina-sized coins. Like, who made those? The fairies? Yeah, like they have helmets, <laughs> but like and they swords. they don't have they probably don't have need for money, and if they do, they probably don't trade it with the forest creatures. I think they use money to subjugate the forest creatures. I mean, they are the <laughs> king and queen. <laughs> but the but then later the mole has full sized coins. Well, because the mole lives in he he some operates kind of the treasure. black market. <laughs> <laughs> It's also established that the fairies don't contact the forest creatures because nobody can find the fairies and the fairies know nothing when the forest creatures gossip constantly about Thumbelina. (laughs) So it's very weird. They mute all the forest creatures that they deal with. Yeah. They They don't suffer forest creatures to speak. They're fairies. They got better things to do. So... Immediately after kidnapping and having a song and being like, you're going to marry my son, they abandon her to be freely kidnapped by whoever feels like it. That really seems like a misstep by um, Charles. Yeah, Yeah, like that's that's an odd move for when you want. It's just like we're going to kidnap basically princess, at least what we're considering a princess, because this is almost a Disney movie. Yeah. Better just leave her here. That's definitely what they're going for. Um, so enter Giacomo and his and his first k- kidnapping. And we learn for a second time that nothing's impossible if you follow your heart. Like kidnapping. Yeah, so is this Giacomo's first self-insert into the yeah. story? This yeah. is his first self, except for his like super self-insert where like, because his, his fan fiction must be him 
self-inserted talking about the fan fiction that is about to be read to you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he proceeds to be like, no, you can do anything. Like, go off this waterfall. And almost drown, despite the fact that I could Ooh. carry you. Yeah, we learn later that Giacomo is, he's got some kind of problem. <laughs> he makes some poor decisions. So many poor decisions. He's just another one of our drug characters. <laughs> uh, Junkie Giacomo. Yep. Junkomo? <laughs> Fan fiction, not even once. Does things to your brain. Who was that author where you saw his schedule and was like, wake up, cocaine, alcohol, cocaine. <laughs> and just his days, like seven instances of cocaine interspersed with alcohol and other drugs. I believe that's a famous article about Hunter S. Thompson. That sounds yeah. like that's Hunter it. S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. <laughs> is uh, it? Or is it William S. Burroughs? I believe it's Thompson. Could be either. Because Burroughs wrote Naked Lunch, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's Thompson. Mm. If you just oh, search okay. Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. Oh. <laughs> uh. it's, if, if you haven't, listeners, please search that. It's, it's for, the first result is good. <laughs> um, yeah, so she gets saved by the jitterbugs from Giacomo. <laughs> And Giacomo's just like, uh, love's very important. I'm going to go find your love. Goodbye. Follow your heart. That's probably where your house is. Also, your prince will be there. Uh, Jitterbugs for a while, and then a beetle kidnapping by Gilbert Godfrey. He's, he's, he's probably yeah, I liked when one he of came on. Parts. Everyone's reaction to his voice was, it's him! <laughs> it's him! It's him! Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he was a fun character. He was pretty well executed for being a, a creepy man. Yeah, he was so gross. It was great. He was less gross than some of them, though. But he's also, like, comically so. Yeah, that's kind of the thing, I guess. Um, I really, I really like what they're doing with his character design. Like, the, the antenna mustache and the suit and, I like, pretty much the whole beetle thing. Yeah, no, the Beatle oh. aesthetic is very, very good, as seen when they dress up Thumbelina. It's a very excellent dress. She looks Best like a Digimon. outfit. <laughs> uh, and, like, for once we find uh, a, a male who wants to kidnap her to, have a, to make his party go well. He's not actually interested in marrying her. Well, the people want to exploit her for her voice, as like, to sing as well as... Um... Yeah, but most of them want to do that by marrying her. <laughs> like, I'll own your voice if you marry me. <laughs> I don't think that uh, Beetle Guy is a, um, the marrying type. No, but also, like, it's established that Beetles just don't think she's very unattractive. Um, another important point about the world, I guess, is that I, possibly because Thumbelina is between like one and four days old um she'll be convinced of anything if you sing it at her like a baby yeah and you can right. also just like prod her until she sings and she's she does it pretty well this is kidnapping number four and it's not until after this that she actually feels sorrow about her situation because she was called ugly by the Beatles. Up until now, she's just been kind of like, this kind of sucks, I'd like to go home. And things are impossible. But she starts, she actually sobs because she was called ugly. This is the first terrible thing that's happened She's a hormonal teenager, also like one to two days old. Yep. Like, that's a rough life. <laughs> it sure is. I would not want to deal with that. Uh... Re-enter Giacomo. They sleep together. Well, yeah, probably. That's what happened. Well, I mean, like, they she sleeps on him. And then he leaves uh -huh. immediately in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> because she is abandoned. <laughs> because now it's winter. 
Uh, Giacomo meets a kinky rabbit and fox uh, duo looking for the court. Nobody knows where it is because the fairies don't interact with animals. And then he gets a thorn in his wing and doesn't pull it out. That's the treatment for a thorn. You pull it out. That's because he doesn't have fingers. fingers. He does, Mm. but he doesn't. He wears gloves, yet he has no fingers. <laughs> yeah, they're just wing caps. <laughs> that have that have individual dexterity of fingers. Yeah. His they don't have the strength, though. It's just like feathers. Hands. And also his beak. No, nah. no, you see, like... No. It's much more romantic if somebody else pulls it out for you. Also, it just kind, it just kind of stings. It doesn't actually cause him any harm. Also, it flips around in the original scene because the back of his wing takes the thorn, but later when Thumbelina pulls it out, it has it been inverted and is now facing outwards <laughs> on her, her, his wing. Sorry, oh, I just, I'm imagining the thorn fell out and he was unhappy with that. <laughs> and just no put one... it back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops, I dropped this. <laughs> uh, he also meets a bear. Giacomo's story is not very important. He says he's going to find a thing and I guess technically does eventually somehow. He never does. He he finds the prince and does not take her take him to her. He just runs back to her saying, "I found him." But he takes her to the court and she thaws it with her voice. Okay. Okay. No, I know. Like he doesn't do a good job. <laughs> no. Uh snow happens. The prince is frozen solid in the lake with his finger sticking out of the water. Uh and then Thumbelina finds a nice boot to live in and then awakens to her fifth kidnapping at the hands of, um, it's a mouse. Her name was, oh, her name is just Field Mouse. I believe she introduces herself as such. Man, this scene is creepy. Go on, (laughs) explain the creepiness of it. Oh, it's, it's a creepy, it's a creepy sequence. So it's Carol Channing, um as the field mouse, like, very distinctive, obviously. Um, And she just is, like, ominous as fuck. Uh, And she tells Thumbelina that Cornelius is dead, and then is like, oh, let's go take these cookies I've made to Mr. Mole. And Thumbelina's like, I don't It was very much like Like, human trafficking-esque. Inappropriate. You just told me my love is dead. And, um... Yeah. Then uh, the field mouse, like, emotionally exploits her until she goes to see the mole. Yeah. So she obviously, <laughs> like... Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that really... What we really stuck with, like, it's like, I don't really want to go. Oh, well, I just saved your life and you don't want to go? All right, then. Like, she just was... Like, that mouse was so fucking sinister. That was, yeah. uh... That was something else. Um, so Mr. Mole is obviously some kind of creepy predator, and, uh, the, Mrs. Fieldmouse, like, brings him prey. Yep. Uh, he is incredibly rich, and, uh, also, like, is a bug taxidermist? I'm sure there's a word for that. Lepidopterist. Not actually, that's, but... That's I, That's just, I know, that's exclusively butterflies. I think. Yeah, um, I want to see my butterfly um, collection? Yeah. I do really like his slogan of what's mind is mine. It's a good good sign above his door. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's pretty fun. He owns the underground. Yeah. And just... So they force her to sing for him. It's a very nice cheery song about how the sun has been killed, winter killed everything. And they're like, yeah, that was good. And Mr. Mole's like, I'm gonna marry that. <laughs> no, they take her to a, to her dead friend Giacomo. Yes. And then he's like, I'm going to marry that. <laughs> the look of despair on her face? Mmm, so good. Uh, although Giacomo has a heartbeat. Uh, and then we get Mouse convincing Thumbelina to marry him. And she's like, I don't want to. And she's like, I'm going to sing at you. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, Is that the Giacomo, like when Giacomo leaves? No, no, no. So that's before she, she's getting fit for a dress and she's like, you should marry him. Oh, he's like, yeah. no. He's like, you should marry him. And she's like, yes. And then it's, and then she just goes to like comfort Giacomo. And is just like, I wish you weren't de- dying. 
I guess I'll marry the mole. And then he wakes up. He's like, no, marry Cornelius. And, just, yeah. and she's trying to tell him that Cornelius is dead. He's like, nope, I'm going to go make this happen. He doesn't stick stick around long enough to sing enough at her yeah. to convince her. He just, like, flies off. Well, also the field mouse, yeah. like, also when chatting with Thumbelina basically goes, like, love is dumb. Marry, like, a rich person. Idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I guess, like, there's this plot of the toad and the beetles capturing the prince and stuff, and then the jitterbugs freeing the prince, but whatever. Uh, we get to the, we get to the wedding with nice reverend rat voiced by the dog, Will Ryan, apparently. I don't know who either of the, any of those are, even though I only said one name. You know who the rat and the dog are, presumably. (laughs) You would, you would expect, but no. Uh, she's. Uh, she's haunted by the cursed ring that that Cornelius gave her, that makes her see him everywhere, and decides not to marry the rat. And in comes Toad Grundle. He's like, "You'll marry me," and she's like, "No," and then she leaves. And then <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey's like, "I like uh, sweet cheeks or whatever." She's like, "No." And leaves. Yeah, he he doesn't like because he doesn't want to marry her. He's just no. like, I'm gonna fuck with you a little bit. <laughs> well, he wa- he wa- he needs to get her so he can get his wings back because he thinks uh... that's gonna work. Oh yeah, the beetle gets his wings ripped off by the toad. He's like, I'll give you back your wings after you bring me the girl. That does that's not how that works. Those wings are removed. I mean, like the beetle is four days old too. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> uh, she escapes. The prince shows up and fights the t- Grundle very poorly. And then everybody leaves. She leaves. She, f- Giacomo takes her to a frozen place and she's like, oh, this sucks, but her hair gets nicer because it's no longer Pippi Longstocking. And then Giacomo's... She's just trying to talk to Giacomo and Giacomo's not like, no, sing, sing. Uh, that's the sixth or seventh kidnapping. Depends if you consider the mole a separate kidnapping instance than the mouse. Probably not. Yeah, they kind of they work together. Uh, she sings. Spring happens because, as we know, seasons are only one day long. No, Things... the fairies decide how long the seasons are, and they've decided they're one day long. They they just yeah they decide how long they are, but don't actually care about it. It's like we can't hold the we can't hold it back any longer. It's like. You definitely could have. No, they said more than a day, and then they don't hold it more than one day. Yeah, no, exactly. And th- their son interpreted that as that they were actually going to do something. So, like, they can't do it much longer. It's like, they didn't do it at all. Uh, yeah, and then she kisses him because he shows up, and she gets wings because fan fiction. Fairies. Fairy fiction. Fan fairies. I do like, so she got the wings after she agreed to marry him, which I find is a nice loophole in the fae magic. You agree to marry them, get wings, and then don't marry them. And that's how you become a good witch. <laughs> how do you, well, how did she get to full size then? That's another story. Oh, well, she could have been full size Thumb- already. Thumbelina too. <laughs> you have to agree to marry a giant. <laughs> <laughs> Becoming a good witch is a process. <laughs> you don't even want to know what a bad witch is. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a wedding. Their mo- her mom's invited for some reason. Uh, and then they zoom off on the bee instead of their butterfly carriage. And then the credits roll. We get a couple scenes of various characters who've managed to find love because they kidnapped a person. So they deserve happiness, too. Yeah, yeah so I guess. the toad finds just some other toad lady. Some naked toad lady. Yeah, she was, she was naked. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she had, she maybe had a hat or hair, but otherwise completely naked. Oh, my. Uh, the mole and field mouse got married. Yep. Um, and Probably the same day. Like, they already paid for the ceremony. 
like the mole is not one to like you waste money. It's like, well, already already paid for it. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that the rabbit and the fox are also together, which means that chasing that was some kinky role play. Uh, and Cornelius's bee falls in love with a flower. It's just like giving these glances at this flower on the other side of the page. <laughs> I mean, that's what bees do. Yeah, that's the movie. So, Tapper, you had a question that you wanted to force upon others. <laughs> yeah, um... Hi, Chris. What do you like about this movie? <laughs> how how much you disliked it, it seems to be the answer. Uh, I really love movies that Tepper dislikes, especially ones I know he's going to dislike. Oh, God. Those, those are just... They please me so perfectly. Uh, I just... Uh, I hate... Tepper's opinion on things. <laughs> <laughs> so you like this movie simply because I don't like this movie. No, I More... actually like do kind of like this movie, like mid-tier like this movie. More impressively, um... she liked this movie since she was a child, knowing that someday she would meet someone <laughs> who would just like it. So I've always actually kind of liked musicals, so, like, you're already going to have to fuck yourself on that opinion. Yeah, you're alright. Musicals are shit. And then, like, I don't know, being small was important to me. <laughs> okay. And, and being a fairy was important to me. <laughs> <laughs> was that the sexual awakening? But what was the sexual yeah, awakening? Yeah, what was sexual awakening? We have different ones for this movie. If that makes you feel better. Okay. Well, Chris, what, 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 Chris, what do you like about this movie before we go on and get on to the sexual stuff? Um, I, like, there are songs that I remember very clearly. Like, I know most of the words to um, uh, If You Follow Your Heart, which isn't that good, and The Flying One, which is up fine. Um, and I really like the animation in this movie, uh, even like coming back to it, with the exception of the dog who looks like garbage. Um, I think like a lot of the character design is really neat, and I like the way incorporate they incorporate animals. I didn't notice the hats until this time, but the hats are so cool. Um, like every animal has a hat for some fucking reason. Like even the chickens all have hats. All right. Uh, okay. Now, what was what's the sex stuff? Like what? What? Caused, <laughs> what in this fucking movie caused a degenerate sexual awakening? <laughs> I mean, Tepper, you just posted in chat. Yeah. Okay. So it's not even related to that. So I was. I was. Let, let me get some backstory on that. So I was. Um, I was. I was curious how the original tale goes compared to this movie. So I looked it up, and then at the bottom section, like on Wikipedia, like they just have some like random like critical response type stuff to it and that was one of the things and i was like what the fuck is this lit lit hey, hey temper do you want to read this you want to read yeah. it for the audience yeah okay okay yeah so on so lit analysis is a hell of a fucking drug all right <laughs> <laughs> sydney rosenblatt in his essay tumbelina and the development of female sexuality believes the tale may be analyzed from the perspective of Freudian psychoanalysis as the story of female masturbation. Tumbelina herself, he posits, could symbolize the clitoris, her rose petal coverlet, the uh, labia, um, the white butterfly, the budding gen genitals, and the mole and the prince, the anal and vaginal openings, respectively. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, lit, lit, lit analysis. Lit analysis. Yeah, not even once. <laughs> yeah, Christ. It was. It's not. It did not awaken me to female masturbation. I promise. <laughs> what a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So I want to go. Like, I. 
did you like Rockadoodle better than this movie? I know this no, kind of steps on no. the tops a little bit. No, I, I I like this movie better than Rockadoodle. I think overall, I'd have I'd have to watch. I think I'd have to watch like Rockadoodle again to really get it. Um, like I know I've said this a whole bunch of times, but like Rockadoodle was really like more like me having not watched an animated film in years. Like, yeah. like from that era being like, oh man, like, like just that like nostalgia wave like hit me. Well, and, and I'll say that like a lot of my love for Thumbelina is uh, nostalgia from mm. like similar to uh, like Swan Princess and Anastasia. Like I definitely, like I haven't seen them for maybe, maybe 20 years at this point. Some of them. Hmm. I was real into like animation and music as a child, so if it had good music or good animation, I was pretty cool with it. Yeah, and it, like it's probably just like wormed into my brain, and I can't tell anymore if it's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, like it's um, yeah, I think like I like it slightly better than Rockadoodle, um, if only because the animation quality I think is a, a step above, and no annoying kid, uh. But, um, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, overall not, not a huge fan of this movie. Found the plot too, too disjointed. Um, I can see why people like it. I feel like it hangs together okay. It's just kidnapping. Like, like, like it's like, okay, but. One leads I, to another. Uh, I think, so, I actually didn't really like this movie too much. I think it would have been better, because it was so disjointed, it would have been better if, the kidnappings were all individuals, and we never saw those people again. Mm. Like, I think after the frog kidnapping and the beetle kidnapping, they we should not have seen those characters again. It should have just been one kidnapping after the other, and then they're done. I think that would have yeah. been better, because the through and through would be just the prince looking for her, and her going on this wacky adventure of kidnapping. Yeah, and, and also, up until the wedding, like like the final wedding, I should say, no, not even the final wedding. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, fuck, there's too many fucking the weddings. The second last wedding. Yes. She is just such... She's such a passive character. Like, I'm trying to think yeah. of, like, an action that she makes on her own volition. You know, like, like making up her own mind going, I'm gonna do this. Other than her being like, I'm gonna marry the prince, and her going, I'm not going to marry you... She doesn't do anything without having somebody else tell her to do it. Or just being yeah. dragged along, which made like her an exceedingly boring character. Uh the I, I like the prince a fair bit more because like tiny tiny dick energy. <laughs> tiny yeah. big dick energy. Tiny big dick. Sorry, tiny big dick energy. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I just I just found her yeah, like exceedingly boring. Um which didn't, yeah, didn't help anything. Uh, so, now, I know I've been pretty negative so far. What I will say is the good parts is there's a couple songs in this that are, are damn good. Like, the Beatles song was pretty uh, uh, sick. Um, and the, uh, I was uh, very impressed with, like, the animation quality. Especially the, um, uh, I found the facial expressions overall pretty good. Like, like, the characters, especially, like, the, the prince interacting with Thumbelina at the beginning of the movie is one that stuck out to me. Like, just the little movements and everything, uh, I thought was, uh, was, was well done. Like, I, I didn't like the facial animations. Those were my least favorite mm. animations of this movie. Hmm. Maybe I wasn't just, paying close enough attention. I'll have to look at it again. You know when you take someone's picture, but they don't know it, and they just, you catch them in the middle of a transition of their facial expression, oh. like half a blink and half a smile? Yeah. That's what every facial expression looked like to me. Like, it wasn't <laughs> a full expression, it was just midway. It it was all very unflattering. Mm, okay, yeah, I can understand, yeah. it's. Um, I guess it had a greater sense of realism to it for me, but yeah, it's definitely not the most flattering for those characters. Yeah. It was probably also meant to like exaggerate, right? exaggerate the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, like even like like some of the other animations, like when the flower opens up and she's like in there, like that was really nice. Yeah. Um, a lot of the the costumes and stuff for all the various characters were like overall decent. 
The dog was horrible, like <laughs> awful. Yeah, awful. Again, awful. they 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 just took Pluto and just kept adding things to it until it was no longer a problem. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, just uh, I don't know. I I just yeah, I don't. I it's hard. It's hard for me to like really explain well how much I dislike this movie. I will say I do like the the meta story that we came up with where the the old lady just kept killing her children oh. by accident <laughs> through neglect and kept going back to the good witch for a new daughter and the theory is she started with a regular normal sized baby and just kept fucking up so much that the good witch kept giving her easier and easier children to take care of until we end <laughs> on Thumbelina He's like, fine, she's going to be two inches tall, and she will be born a 16-year-old with a fifth-grade education. Our meta story for this was amazing, as always. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Thumbelina the 17th, the one immediately before the Thumbelina in this movie, uh, definitely was probably like, it's just like, fine, here is a 16-year-old fully formed daughter, and then, th- and then she just, like, was unable to handle that, and she daughter probably just like ran away and he's like could it's like no i need something that just like can't escape <laughs> like a tiny little graveyard in her backyard <laughs> all the daughters she managed to kill because well, this probably is like just like here is a normal baby here is like a two-year-old here is a five-year-old <laughs> here's a 16 year old it's like okay you can't even manage this here is a tiny 16 year old that's just good witches. They kn- they know what to do. <laughs> yeah, so far, Don Bluth movie's not impressing me. We have intentionally been not showing the good ones. Yeah, that's true. That being said, it's been a long time since I've seen the good ones, so I don't actually remember if they're actually quality. You guys have been intentionally showing me a lot of bad movies. Please stop that. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do right now, is just fucking make you watch bad movies. Why do you hate me? Oh, because it's funny. What have I ever done to deserve this? Uh, you refuse to accept what you actually are. I don't know what you're talking about. A human the size of a thumb. (laughs) 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 Only when you acknowledge this fact will will this torment stop. Yeah. (laughs) You know what time it is? No. It's time. For T to the E to the double P to the E to the R to the T-O-P-S. Tepris Tops. I forgot an S, but that was pretty good. (laughs) Everybody clap. Thank you. Technically, you also forgot the apostrophe, but that's fine. (laughs) That would have been real hard to wrap in. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Tepris Tops. Okay. Uh, I think we might be adjusting a few. I think Rocket Doodle will go, um, above Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. It already is. Is it? I mean, Bed Knobs right, and Broomsticks or, is at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. What I mean is, is like uh, above it, like in in place of. Um, oh, you're saying that Bed Knobs or Rocket Doodle is a worse movie than the movie that has been blacked out from our list, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Uh, you know it's kind of tempting it's just migrating downward as the episodes go on yeah uh i think gilmore wasn't a very good movie mm. mm. i'll put it there for now it will be worse than happy gilmore for now and i'll think it over and maybe adjust it next time uh and then uh, we'll put this movie uh, above Rockadoodle for now. All right, in the number fourteen slot. Wow. Below Happy Gilmore and above oh Rockadoodle. Below Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore just went up like two spots. Oh yes. my god! <laughs> yes, Tepper's hot take. Happy Gilmore quickly becoming his favorite movie. <laughs> it is approaching it more rapidly than any movie we've seen so far. I don't know. I mean, like, Ferris Bueller's day off went yeah. to, like, my number one spot really fast, so. 
All right. For villain. We have a couple choices, I I guess. I think the villain of this movie is the patriarch. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Slightly less tiny dick energy. Big dick energy. Uh, Yeah. Tiny dick energy is fine. Tiny big dick energy is fine. But anything larger than that... (laughs) It's problematic. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like yeah, the patriarchy is the villain in this movie by far. Uh, Where did yeah. they go? Uh, oh, because like the patriarchy overall is pretty horrifying, but uh, it's the tiny patriarchy. The tiny patriarchy. <laughs> um, God, where do I want to put it? Call it the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, gonna put um. You can move uh Grimork up up a spot and put uh, put it there. Uh, above. Wait. Uh, so above mischief Nazis. Ah, okay. Mischief Nazis moving down to sixteen. The patriarchy coming in at number fifteen below Grimork. Yep. Yeah, it's too bad that we don't get to like judge them by their own merits because i think the beetle guy and the mole are like pretty good but yeah. um that toad like fuck yeah, off he, he pulls it down real bad yeah that's that's the thing is like uh, it's the villainy is too spread out in this movie which makes like every villain just kind of eh, like like the whole time i was just kind of shrugging my shoulders like all right I, I wish we got more gilbert godfrey like that, yeah. Like, you know, he really chewed up the scenery and knew what he was doing, like he always does, and was enjoyable. John Hurt is the mole, by the way. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Business dads. Mm. No. We we established that, like, I guess, like, the only business dad is fairy business dad. Yes, and he is, uh, at the, um... The mom is more into business. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. the two fairy business dads. Fair. Queen fairy business dad and king fairy business <laughs> yeah, dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we may as well add them to the list. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, they were they were pretty up there. Uh, we'll put them. They did like business, but they they were they were pretty okay with what the son was up to. Yeah. They were pretty reasonable overall, so I think put them at the bottom of the list for now and i'll think it over for next week just because like they were they were very reasonable especially the dad was like oh you know how kids are at 16 like let them too reasonable to be a dad yeah business dad yeah like he's uh he was he was very aware that like his son wanted to go out and fuck and didn't (laughs) care about parades or quarter and anything else You know how kids are at 16 seasons old. <laughs> Spreading their oats, as Shakespeare would say. This is a weird... Because, like, he's, <laughs> he's like, 50 days older than her. Yep. You know? That's why, like, she she is completely taken aback by the first person that tells her she's attractive or that she has a nice voice. Because she, um... Because, cause, because they have an appropriately sized and shaped dick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She was she was thirsty as fuck for the prince. Yeah, and occasionally others, like anyone else who just like sang at her that she was she looked good. She she fell for pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then when they stopped singing, she's like, "But wait, princes, I never end the glory." I mean, I guess like it's Thumbelina. She is definitely yeah. the most child in the movie. Yep. Oh yeah. Easily Thumbelina. Yeah. I can't wait to see Thumbelina fight um, uh, <laughs> Happy, Happy. <laughs> He's good at hitting little things, so... What, oh, what... damn. <laughs> Disadvantage there. What power does she get? Because they get to take their thing with them, but she's got fuck all. She's got wings. Oh, fine. Yeah, I guess yeah. she does end up with wings. Flight's a pretty good power. Yeah, yeah. That or she gets that. That or she has has the unfortunate sidekick kick of Giacomo. Yeah. <laughs> I like I I like Giacomo. Overall. Her power is being kidnapped. Like Giacomo was pretty solid throughout the movie. 
Yeah, she'll just get passed around by everyone else in the bracket and somehow make it out at the end fine. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, this is my prediction. Like, there's only two people in the bracket so far. <laughs> well, one fiftieth of a person and Thumbelina. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Adam Sandler? Never end the story putting you on blast. Come fight us. Come fight us. <laughs> please don't. We could. Please. We have nothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for uh, Tipper's Tops. Uh, any final notes on the movie? Things that people want to say? I don't think we actually did end up hearing what what caused the sexual awakening from the two of you. <laughs> Technically um, no. Like, yeah, no, well, like, I think like we said before, it's more of like retroactively you look back and you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Like, that makes sense based on stuff now. So what was like, it? Um, there's like the beautiful boy in tights in this and I want to be a beautiful boy in tights, you know? So like, that's nice. And maybe sometimes you want to be a fairy and uh, that would be cool. Um, yeah. also there's a lot of, like, kinky kidnappy shit happening in this. <laughs> yep, there certainly is that. Like, Jesus Christ. She is so desired that she is kidnapped seven fucking times. I want to be crushed. I was, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> that was my assumption going into this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was it. Holy shit. No, nobody gets crushed in this movie. It's just the ever-present, like, especially at the beginning of the movie, like, she could be crushed at any time by, like, any oh. of those animals or her mom or the dog. Like, I was very aware of it at the beginning of this movie. It went I away see. when she was dealing with things more her size, but, like, the beginning of the movie was just like, no, yeah, she'd be crushed at any time. <laughs> Lucky her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm speechless. Like, I, don't, I don't even know I don't even know what to say in reply to that. You asked that, for this. That's just exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> Curiosity killed the tepper. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So Chris, want to take us off with the arbitrary rating? Um, I give this movie to. Uh, beautiful wings ripped forever from your back. You will never fly again. <laughs> Out of? Out of your back. Oh, okay. <laughs> forever. <laughs> I give this movie like four weird kidnappings out of seven. I give this movie... Two yep, there it is. Thumbelinas down. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was exactly mine, except I was going to say up. <laughs> oh my god, high five. John high fived me for you. <laughs> yeah, that was a wow. command. <laughs> yeah, no, we think, we think very alike. Uh, I don't know what I want to rate this movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> one season uh, out of four. Damn it, that was my next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take that one. One season out of four. Thank you. Thank you, Pi. Thank you. You're welcome. It's, also, it's... I am Pi. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes we don't establish this. <laughs> yes. Pi means Keikaku. <laughs> Keikaku means Connor. Connor means plant. Uh, well, this is this is my curse. I get to be the first for everything else, but I'm always last for the the ratings. All according to Pi. <laughs> this is the yeah. first time. This is the first time I've been sniped twice. You're welcome. Um, Let's see how how many more we can get. <laughs> <laughs> See how long we can strand John before the. Sorry, it was. Let's see how long we can strand Ivan before the end of the episode. Oh. Um. I'd give this uh, movie one Beetle Ball out of a Gilbert Godfrey. Hell yeah. 
It's him. It's him. It's him. It's him. It's him. And with that, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Connor. I'm Shauna. And I'm Tepper. You can find us all on DownloadBlizzybirds.com. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description.